The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Tons of people take a multivitamin. Me included. I'm trying to get back on track after football season, eating better, exercising, all of that. And it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly, adopting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thanks for listening to Saints Happy Hour. We are a family here. You know what families do? They support each other. And if you aren't a patron, we need your support. All the great content you consume for free takes time and money. If you love the show and listen regularly, please become a patron. We need you. Supporting Saints Happy Hour can cost you as little as 23 cents a day. That's what the Saints should have paid Kenny Stills. So please, go to Patreon slash Saints Happy Hour and support the show today. For the first time ever, we have breaking news, and I don't know what it is. I don't know how to explain <laughs> it. I'm confused. I'm scared. What the fuck is this madness? The Saints have <laughs> traded with the Philadelphia Eagles. They have traded the 18th pick, the 101st pick, the 257th pick, a 2023 first round pick and a 2024 second round pick so they can have the 16th and 19th picks in this year's draft. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, well, you know, they tried to go for Deshaun Watson. They blew it. And so then it became the anti, I mean, basically Mickey Loomis is saying, I hate Kevin Held. Just, just so it's clear. In case you weren't sure when I tried to go for Watson and it didn't work out, I hate Kevin Held. So, yeah, look, this is interesting. There's a lot of ways to look at this. Like, which player is here? I have no idea. Like, part of it for me is I wonder, 
we need a tackle and a receiver. We're not going to get that in free agency. So like we need two first round picks. Could, could it mean that they're going to pick a quarterback with one of those two picks? Could it mean that they're going to package both together to move up? Like, I, I really don't know what they're going to do, but it is mind blowing. So, yeah, I mean, let's recap real quick. And, and yeah, I think the way to look at this is the Saints were picking at 18. Now they're picking at 16 and 19. But what they lose is they lose a third round pick this year. They lose the 18th pick this year. Right. So but they gain a sixth and they also lose uh, the a seventh. Right. So basically, th- if we're just talking about this year, they lose 18. They lose a third round pick and they lose a seventh round pick. So they're giving up three picks this year and they gain three picks this year. They get 16th, 19th and, and 194, which is in the sixth round. So basically, they have way more ammunition in this year's draft. And what they're giving up is a first in 2023 and a second in 2024. And so basically they're banking on this draft just being deep. I I think, well, it really could be one of two things. It could either be we're all in on getting a quarterback, in which case maybe they will package those two first-round picks to try to move up. Or they're saying we think this draft is so much stronger than next year's that we want to double dip and we got to get a second first-round pick. Yeah, it's it's. <clears throat> I think it's a combination of two things. They have Mickey Loomis has said they love this draft. They think the UDFA's are going to be crazy because they have this just this influx of players from COVID that make this draft incredibly deep. It's not it's not like super top heavy, but like picks from like fifteen to like seventy five or all the draft nerds say it's amazing. So that's part of it. I think part of it too, Andrew, is Loomis. Do you, but do, you is, do you think this is for one player or two? Like at the I end think, of the day. That's the real question is, are I understand the trade in the sense that like, this is a massive haul and you're giving up a massive amount to get it. But it's really what I'm not clear on, which obviously we don't know right now is, is 16 and 19 just a current state of affairs, but it's really just ammunition to move up or well, like, the are they, that... are they going to get Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett? Right. Like, are they all in on those guys with like, yeah. we're going to go get these guys at nine or seven or whatever the pick is. Or do they want more players, in which case, like, no, we're going to use both of these. I think they're going to use both. And here's the thing. If they wanted to move up higher, they wouldn't have dealt with Philadelphia. Because Philadelphia, like, you don't, you wouldn't do a quarter, you wouldn't do quarterback stages like you were jumping from one rock to another. If they were serious, to me, if they were serious about moving up to get a quarterback, when you're willing to burn the 2023 first and a 2024 second, that can get you that can get you to eight, right? So you could have de- – not that they, Atlanta would likely deal with the Saints, but if they wanted to deal with, like, Seattle at 10, and they went to Seattle and said, listen, we'll give you the 2023 first and the 2024 second, that probably gets you to 10, right? So I don't think it's that. The other thing, I think this is Mickey Loomis playing a very, very interesting and risky game. I think he's betting on Sean Payton coming back to coaching. And he's like, I'm going to recoup either that 2023 first or that 2024 second. I might get both of them. I might get two mm. seconds. I might get two seconds. And he's making, he's making that wager because they love the 2022 draft. And they're doing them. They're doing well, both. But it, could, it, could, it, it, could just, it could just be like they look at it as, look, 
I would prefer to pick in the first round twice this year than once next year. Mm-hmm. I think that's a de- defensible position to take, you know, and, and I think they just feel like, look, we need cheap talent right now based on the state of affairs with the cap. And we don't really see a guy in free agency that can replace Marcus Williams or Teron Armstead or, yeah, that's the thing. Like, look, it'd be interesting if they picked a receiver and a left tackle in this draft and, and mm. with 16 and 19, and they didn't take a quarterback. That would also be wild. Like, I, and, and that's the thing. Like, as they make this trade, like, the, do they have a player in mind? Is there a guy that they're trying to go get? Recent history would tell you yes. Recent yes. history would, would tell you that, you know, if you're, if you're paying attention to what the Saints have done all along since Mickey Loomis has been there, they have fallen in love with a quarterback. Let's say it's Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett. And they've decided, like, this is our quarterback of the future. This is our guy. So go get those two picks and package them together and go get them. You know, so it, that may be the play here. Or it may just be this draft is deep. There, there's an amazing amount of players. To me, that's less likely that they stay put and use these two picks just based on history. Yes, but – but look, they they may think like we really didn't do anything this offseason to improve our offense. That's and right. they didn't. And they may just say, we're going to get a receiver and a left tackle here because we need both. And sitting at 18 isn't going to get it done in terms of improving our roster. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's I I, I, think, it's I think I think it could really be either of those things. It's wild. I I I I get it, but man, this roster is so we are we are going into such uncertainty with the Saints. That 2023 first could be a top 10 pick. That 2024 second could be a top 40 pick. Like that is high stakes gamble. It's just I get it. Yeah, but but like if they nail these two picks then it's not. You know. Yeah. And yeah. or if you use them if you package them together and you move up to get a quarterback of the future. Yeah, I mean, look, it's uh, well, who's the team that shipped out their first round pick and it ended up being top five? It was Houston, right? That's right. I mean, yeah, they they clearly regret that decision now. Yeah, they did um, it for and, they did it for Tunsil, and it, it but, but it was and, and it blew it blew up in their face. Yeah, I know, and I think that would be a a catastrophic thing if that happens for the Saints. I think you're completely right that that's the worst case scenario. Now, look. You have Atlanta and Carolina, who I just think are so bad that I have a hard time believing they're going to finish worse than second in the division. Yeah. You know, I, I just I have a really hard – with Jameis Winston back and with the defense that they have, I think the odds of the Saints being behind the Falcons and Panthers is really, really low. And so realistically, if you're second in your division, like what's the worst possible record they could have, 7-10? and 10? You know, yeah, six and 11. But even then, yeah. like, yeah, I don't think, I think it's unlikely the Saints are going to have a top 10 pick, you know? Yeah. yeah I mean, this, this, listen, guys, you didn't, we didn't like the offseason because they didn't do any moves. Guess what? The draft is now the thing. And, you know, I've been saying it. The, I was the like, draft this- just got, the draft, I mean, two first round picks, like, you got to look at it as, one of two things is going to happen. One, they're going to get two players in this draft that you are going to be bananas about, whether it's Chris Olave and 
one of the best offensive linemen in the draft. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're going to get two guys that you're just going to probably offensive players, maybe both skill position players. And you are going to like, we're going to be pumped for that. So it's yeah. either going to be that or it's the quarterback of the future. Like they go get Kenny Pickett, they go get Malik Willis or whoever it is. And we're just like, oh my God, this is happening. Yeah. I mean, it's and either, either way it's like, and look like, Maybe they keep both picks and they take a quarterback and a receiver or a quarterback and a tackle. Maybe, that's mm-hmm. what it is. Maybe they stay put, but they still get the quarterback. Yeah. And and listen, it, it can go so many ways. And I said it, look, I was like, look, you, with the, the picks the Saints have, even though they had the extra comp picks, I was like, you can't fill all these holes that they have in the draft. Well, now you got two first-round picks. Now you might be able to fill half of the holes you got. Um, I still wish they would do something in free agency, but, but clearly they – it's weird because they're pivoting from YOLO uh, and caps up, but they're still hyper-aggressive in the draft, Andrew. The way the Saints I mean, maybe, maybe, this is, maybe this isn't YOLO, but it's uh, – I, I don't know how to describe this, but it's bordering on insane. I mean, they're clearly all in on it, either this draft – or a specific person. Yes. They're either all in on this draft being amazing, and they are like, we, we have to get, fix our offense with a tackle and a wide receiver. We want, we want two of the top 15 players of this draft. Or they are climbing the ladder step, step by step to get a quarterback. But I just, I just can't. The quarterback, to me, it doesn't make sense because – and just here, here's one for you from Daniel Jeremiah that just tweeted this. According to the trade chart, the Saints have enough points to swap 16 and 19 to move up to the fifth pick and jump Carolina if they want a quarterback. I'm not saying that's what they're doing. I don't think he's saying that either. It's just like they could do this. And it, I mean, if you remember the last, for, for what it's worth, the Saints gave up 17 and 18. To in to in two thousand three to move up to six to get Jonathan Sullivan. I don't know well, if you remember here, that. But here's the here's the thing: who picks fifth? I, I just why would you deal with the middleman from Philadelphia? But I I guess I guess a team would want two picks this draft. Well, you but, would want to see, obviously you want to see that your guy is there at five. I mean, I don't know who their guy is, right? But well, if he goes at two or three, then like you know, obviously the Saints aren't going to move up to go get their guy if he's not there. Oh, and here's the here's the thing too, and I forgot this. The cap, the the, the draft nerds, ha- with the chart, they've taken the chart to the next level. In that, teams now view they devalue future first round picks, so that makes complete sense. I totally forgot about that. In a sense of, I was thinking, well, why not just deal with the team at five? And you put your twenty twenty three first on the table, and your twenty twenty four second. But that's not how teams look at it. They look at it as yeah. you, you, you pick 16 and 19 this year. The future first, we may devalue it because you may be better. So it may, you know, they devalue the, the 2023 and the 2024 pick. And it's, it's this a, it's is, a this hard, is, yeah, yeah. Th- this is an interesting lift. tweet from Ian Rappaport. He says, the, he kind of explains the rationale for both teams, which is, I think is an interesting take. With the Saints, he says the rationale is this trade gives them three picks in the top 50, and hopefully uh, that one next year is a back end, meaning hopefully the one, the number one pick that the Saints have next year 
that they have enough success that it's on the back end of the draft and it doesn't cost them too much. Uh, but they but they get three in the top fifty, so they're they're in on this class and they're here in, in the here and now to try to improve the roster. The rationale for the Eagles, don't forget, they actually had three, three first round picks, so now they don't have to pay three first guaranteed contracts, and they get two this year and they get two next year instead of three this year. And mm-hmm. so you know that that and that also if they decide they want a quarterback, that gives them ammunition next year to move up to get a quarterback or whatever if they want. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I get the rationale for both teams, um, it, but it's super interesting. And, you know, look, it's uh, – I, I think this is probably a sign that, like, things didn't go the way the Saints had hoped in free agency. Mm-hmm. And so and I, I think they're basically saying that. Well, look, we need, we need three top 50 guys from this draft. And um, I don't know, man. Anything can happen now. It's nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. It's like it's not, like my brain hurts. It's like well, the possibilities yeah, here, man. Like, like there, there's so many different I'm things like, they could do. I'm, I'm like Zach Galifianakis in uh, what's the movie uh, in the Vegas movies where he's at the blackjack table and all the math is spinning by him. You know, uh, that's where I or, or the or the or the or the woman the gift with the math stuff. I, it, this one blows my mind. Uh, but hey, patrons, this is why you sign up for this podcast. We give it to you. It's amazing. Time let's hit that outro music. Guys, support the freaking show. If you're not an annual patron, become an annual patron so we can build a studio, so we can have a live show in New Orleans, so we can fly Thomas in from Poland and get wild. Support the show all year round. Annual patron. You get the Saints Survival Month. You should do it. It's Wild Monday. We will see you again Tuesday night. Tons of people take a multivitamin, me included. I'm trying to get back on track after football season, eating better, exercising, all of that. And it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly, adopting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thanks for listening to Saints Happy Hour. We are a family here. You know what families do? They support each other. And if you aren't a patron, we need your support. All the great content you consume for free takes time 
and money. If you love the show and listen regularly, please become a patron. We need you. Supporting Saints Happy Hour can cost you as little as 23 cents a day. That's what the Saints should have paid Kenny Stills. So please go to Patreon slash Saints Happy Hour and support the show today. The Saints are bringing the Honey Badger home. Teron Matthew, Ian Rappaport reported it this morning. He's going to sign with the Saints. Let's go. It finally happened. Uh, I'm through the moon. This is, this is euphoria. This is the best offseason signing the Saints have done as far as just my excitement level in years. I, lo- I love this signing. It doesn't matter what matters if it works out. But this, this changes the offseason. I, I feel like they bumped it up a letter grade. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you, man. And look, when you lose Marcus Williams and you lose Malcolm Jenkins, uh, you've got to get guys to replace them. Really talented 2, guys. Two thousand so, snaps. Two thousand yeah. snaps. So yeah, I mean, look, I think the secondary bounces back to to a level that maybe they were at last year. I think in May and Matthew, you now have guys that are interchangeable that can give you different looks. Um, there's so many reasons to love this, but from a starting lineup standpoint, I mean, Cam Jordan, Onyemata, Shai Tuttle, Davenport, like those those are your front four, but we know the backups on the defensive line. They got tons of them. Then linebacker, Demario Davis, Pete Werner, corner, Lattimore, Adebo, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. You got Roby as a backup. And now you got Marcus May and Teron Matthew. I, I just think this defense is looking real strong. This felt like the missing piece. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't hate Quan Alexander coming back. I wouldn't hate it. Nope. Um, but at this point, I feel like this defense, look, they'll have to stay healthy, obviously, and we'll see what happens in terms of health. But if this is your week one starting lineup, it feels damn good. It does. And listen, we, we, you know, Andrew, has, Andrew is scarred. I will be honest with the people. You are scarred because the Saints have chased these name free agents and they have broken our hearts. And, and you, ever since when, when we thought Jimmy Graham was coming and that didn't happen, I feel like that scarred you in a way where you were just always <laughs> pessimistic. You were texting me this morning. You're like, oh, there's going to be some mystery team going to pop up and ruin this. I, I know it. And, and, and so it finally happened. So I'm just, euphoric about it and the, here's the thing with Tyron Matthew is he's not necessarily better than Marcus Williams but I believe that he has a way to transform the Saints defense because Marcus Williams the thing that he was great at is he could cover a ridiculous amount of ground and, and cover up mistakes that the Saints made and, and, and do that sort of thing but the thing that Matthew can do is if he has a really good season or potentially one last great season, let's say, his specialty is like that dude creates turnovers and mayhem and, and that sort of thing. And that can transform the Saints defense. Like if because if he has a great season, Andrew, you know what it's gonna be. It's gonna be five, six picks. Yeah. You know, create four or five, pick up four or five fumbles, score a touchdown or two. And that is just that's transformative in a way that Marcus Williams, as great as he is, is just, it's just different. And that's why it's, it so excites me. Because if you got a great season on Matthew and you get this defense turning the ball over, you're helping the offense, you, they've made upgrades there. Like, this is amazing. And just, 
I feel the one pe- the one person I feel bad for is is the uh, the cashier at like the black and gold store or the dome gear shop like the mat the, the honey badger dirt jerseys like i wish i could buy stock in them those I'm things are one gonna... right now yeah <laughs> I'm getting, I mean... my son's birthday is actually may 14th i'm getting him a honey badger jersey i mean that's gotta happen i mean it, it, because here's this the saints really it's been it's been a minute since they've had a great lsu player and look devry henderson was good Quan alexander is good and they're nice players but the Saints haven't had a homegrown, dynamic LSU star player since Hilliard, Martin, maybe. Like, it's, it's been a long time. And I think there's a generation of people, like, they don't understand it. Like, me and you, we're old, and we grew up in the 90s where, like, the Saints had a bunch of LSU dudes on the day. Bobby Aber, well, Bobby Aber wasn't LSU, but local guys on the team that weren't just on the team, but were, like, stars of the team. And it just it, it energizes New Orleans in a way that it's hard to describe. And we haven't seen it in a generation or two. I think the Honey Badger, it's going to be incredible. And yeah. you have him and C.D. Deuce causing mayhem in the secondary. Yes, please. Ralph, I am overcome with emotion. I've just like <laughs> my head is going so many different places. I want to address first what you said about me being kind of uh, scarred and and you know recent memory <laughs> having me petrified. You know, usually, when the Saints are rumored around guys and they lowball them, they lose out, and and that's been the case for years now. And usually, like if there's a guy they want, they just get the deal done. We don't hear a bunch of rumors, you know what I mean? It's just like it's mm-hmm. done, and and we hear about it when it's done. And when we hear like Saints are interested in this guy, they're in the mix. There's this other team in the mix too. Like they always lose out on that. So like That's right. number number That's one, right. I can't believe they pulled it off. All right. Number two, uh, this feels like Darren Sharper a little bit. And and I know we don't like to talk about him because everything that transpired after that, but like That's right. I just want to say I remember when Sharper was signed by the Saints, and that was kind of like the missing link. Uh, turnover wise, I mean, you, you could argue Greg Williams w- was a big part of that, but mm-hmm. like I, that move just feels like this jolt. And I just feel like it's setting up like Sharper did, where you mm-hmm. get this back end playmaker, veteran guy that's going to come in, make a bunch of plays, and it, it, it could turn turn the season from good to great. And, and it just it just has that feeling. It has that vibe. Yeah. So he's still a great player. Uh, and, and the fact that he's from New Orleans and all that, like it's just it's it's amazing. Uh, and, and the last thing I'll say is you you don't even have to look that far back. I mean, the Saints' secondary history is horrific, but you don't even have to go back that far. I mean, hey, let me let me throw these names out at you, Ralph. This was our secondary at one point: Delvin Bro, Brown, Brendan Browner, Jarris Bird, Brian Dixon, Chris Owens, Jamarcus Sanford, Penny oh Vaccaro. God. Kyle Wilson, B.W. Webb. That was our That's secondary. That was our secondary. Like, that was our entire secondary. These aren't just like bad names that I'm running over the course of 10 years. These are bad names that we had all at once. Like this was our secondary for a whole season. So now you talk about Lattimore, Adebo, Roby, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, May, Matthew, P.J. Williams as a backup. Like, it's just uh, Alante Taylor, who they just drafted. Like they are freaking loaded. They've got so many guys. They have so many guys that Sorensen, the special teams vet, like he's probably not even making the team. Like it, it, it's just unbelievable. And for them to get Matthew, like I, I'm pumped. Let's go. It is. And 
that's the thing with this is we needed some juice in this offseason and we got it. And to your point of the, the you know, I think I think the sharper comparison is an, is a, is an interesting one. And here's the thing that that, I, that makes me love this movie even more. We have a history of NFL teams getting the safety market completely wrong. And I mean that in a positive way for the Saints. Because remember in 2018, the Saints signed Kurt Coleman. And they did it before free agency started. And they're like, we're going to get him before free agency. We're going to beat everybody to the market because the safety market's going to be, we think it's going to be a little crazy. And we're going to jump. We're going to jump in early, get our guy, save money, and, and look really smart. And what happened was the safety market collapsed. And they could have got Honey Badger then for what they paid Coleman. And I think teams get the safety market wrong all the time. And I think there's a really good possibility that we're sitting there and, and Halloween and all the NFL talking heads, the Nina Kynes, the Barnwells, and all them are like, I cannot believe that NFL teams passed on Matthew and the Saints got him after the draft and he's killing it. NFL teams are stupid. And I believe there's a good chance that happens and it will be amazing. And here's the thing, like, if Honey Badger is amazing, like, Andrew, can you imagine in the Dome when if he's having a great year and the Saints defense needs a play and the entire stadium is just like, honey badger, go freaking make this play. And he makes it and it's an LSU kid. It's going to give the, the dome an energy on defense if it works out. I think people, I think people under, I think the national media and even the, the local media and like, I think they underestimate like what this is going to do to the atmosphere in the dome. Now he has to play well for it to work. But I just think I just think it has the it has the potential to be really really fun, and that's what I'm here for. Saints, I, I want you want wins, but I also want it to be fun, and this has the fun potential off the charts. Yeah. Now I I, I do want to say this. You know, he has transformed his life. He's transformed his career. Mm. He 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 really has. Uh, you know, because he had some problems, and the last time he had problems, he was playing football in Louisiana. So. You know, that that's the main thing. I think he's going to have to stay on the straight and narrow. We know we know he's had some some stuff in his past, and you know, coming home to Louisiana, coming home to New Orleans, like it could go one of two ways. But but you know, I'm trusting that he's he's got his head on straight at this stage of his life, and hopefully he doesn't uh, you know hit the pitfalls and whatever. But uh, look, at, from a leadership standpoint, you lose Teron Armstead, you lose Malcolm Jenkins, and, and I think mm. as long as Teron Matthew, you know, kind of doesn't, you know, turn back into kind of the habits that we talked about, I, I think he is a tremendous leader, uh, a, mm-hmm. tr- a guy that that I think is respected league wide as a guy that's done it, mm-hmm. that, as a guy that's a t- true prof- true professional, and I think this team needs that right now. I mean, they have Demario yeah, Davis, they have Cam Jordan, you know, so they they still have some guys. But I think in Matthew, it's another voice. When you lose Armstead, when you lose Jenkins, it's another respected voice in the locker room who steps up uh, when his team needs him, who says knows when to push the right buttons, say the right things. And mm-hmm. uh, I think you've got to be careful about your culture. I mean, you just assume when it's established that it'll be there forever. Uh, but Ralph, we saw how quickly things turned uh, culture-wise when you know Keenan Lewis and. Akeem Hicks right. and Junior Gallette were in the building, and all of a sudden, like we went from a team that had a great, great culture, great chemistry, to the vibe was just awful. 
like absolutely yeah. awful. And so it can turn on a dime. And when you go- lose guys like Armstead and Jenkins, it can be a little scary. And remember, like they lost Roman Harper. They, you know, they lost Vilma. Like they were starting to lose guys that were like those loud voices in the locker room around the time when that happened. Yeah. And so and- I, I just feel like Matthew's an important piece in the sense that like you're losing a little bit of leadership and you need to gain that back. And I think he does that. Yeah, and also too, you talk about the locker room in general, but it's also about the room, right? Because it's the DP, it's the defensive backs meeting, and if you don't have Williams in there, if you don't have Malcolm Jenkins, you have this. You, you might not have a void on the defense as a whole, but when you're in that defensive back room, you need a guy, and you need a listen. You need a guy that for for these young guys, you know, for Taylor and any, you know, CDs can be a leader, but you have uh, a Debo. You have a lot of young guys in there. You need a guy like Matthew that's like, hey, guys, I've been around this league. This is how you prepare. This is what we need to do. So I just think it's great, but that's all. Like, serious so, stuff. Ralph, I, let me I ask just... you this. Let me ask you this question, okay, because D- Dave is already making these jokes. He's already texting us about how he's going to get uh, Smoke Monday as a UDFA. <laughs> Ralph, Ralph, is today a happy Smoke Monday, or is it a sad Smoke Monday because he plays safety and so does Teron Matthew? I think it's a happy day because I think I think smoke I think smoke Monday I think we can still have fun and I still think I still think he has a clear path to the team because he's got a super incredible RAS score uh, so he can make it on special teams and you should see a, some of the RAS scores of these these UDFA guys they have by the way they, they, the tight end here's Nick, the, uh, the tight I keep calling him Nick Crawl it's Lucas Crawl he, he's over nine. Uh, the, the guard that they got is over nine. Uh, yeah. One of the linebackers is over nine. I mean, they, they've got like some nines I, and some eights. I feel like Smoke Monday is guaranteed a roster spot for two reasons. One, the dude wears a Drew Brees jersey. He's worn it out in public. And second of all, he recorded a video of himself driving by the Mercedes-Benz dumpster in Atlanta, ragging on the Falcons. And we will show you that video tonight. Uh, on the live stream, and it is amazing. And those two things alone, Andrew, I feel like guarantee him a roster spot. So, I, I think it's a ha- I think it's a happy smoke. I think we're good. Yeah. So, well, you know, listen, Teron Matthews is a saint. Um, never thought I'd see the day, man. And uh, I don't know, man. Between him and Chauncey Gardner Johnson in the same secondary, there's gonna be a lot of trash talking. There's gonna be a lot of playmaking. Um, but I, I just, I absolutely love it. Um, it made my day. It really did. It made my week, did. you know, and it did. Um, who it did. Oh, and yeah. guys, this is a patron only podcast. So remember to join us on the live stream tonight. It's going to be wild. Thomas let's has, go. So, Thomas Honey has, Badger, so let's go. It's going to be amazing. We'll see you there. Honey Badger done. We'll see you tonight. that dreams are made of. Andrew, I got up from a nap. Thomas is texting me, sending me voicemails, DMing me on Twitter. The Saints are signing Jarvis Landry. It's real this time, kids. This is amazing. I'm just... I gotta be honest, Ralph, I didn't think this was happening. You know, I'm sitting sitting here in bed with COVID. I get a text. And I think I'm cured. I, I think one text, <laughs> one tweet was enough to cure me of the Rona. Another LSU player, another star LSU player 
in the Saints building. Look, Dennis Allen, look, he took the scenic route this offseason. He took the scenic route to fixing the offense. He took the scenic route to bolstering the whole roster. But uh, he knows his way to my heart and Saints fans' hearts. Kudos to him. Oh, my God. And, and, like, if there was any question about the Saints being all in or going YOLO, I think that's been fully answered today. <laughs> I fully. Mean- what did you I have not seen I have not seen the contract. Uh um Does it matter? It doesn't matter. It's here's one the year. thing. I, I Dude, know it's the one Saints year. it's the one year deal. That that's all I know at this point. Here's the thing. The Saints believe that they are a contending team. And they have rebuilt their receiver room in an aggressive fashion. You know, we joked in the offseason, Mickey Loomis was like, oh, yeah, receivers, we kind of lot of got to rebuild the room. And, you know, th- that was the that was what was they said this year. And the old joke was we like our receivers. We like we like who's in the room. And we would joke about that. But when they said they were going to rebuild the room, Andrew, they were not kidding. You know, they were not kidding at all. And I guess, uh, I guess this means Kenny Stills isn't coming back. <laughs> Ralph, consider that the Falcons traded today for Raiders bust draft pick Brian Edwards as a receiver. Meanwhile, the Saints sign Jarvis Landry. Yep. It's, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. Um, yeah. how does he fit in scheme wise? I don't I mean I don't care because he's LSU and he's gonna be awesome. Yeah, he, uh, they'll, they'll they'll find a way. No, I, I think He's going to have some slot ability. He'll have some ability as an X receiver. You know, Michael Thomas also is an X receiver that ha- can, can play in the slot sometimes. And then I think Olave is more of your Z that also has slot capability. So, you know, I, I think, look, they'll move those guys around. I think Carmichael's probably still going to do the substitution to death thing. But, yeah, it's kind of crazy, man. You look at Deontay Hardy, Traquan Smith, Marquez Calloway, like, that's four, five, and six. I don't, and I don't know which order, but like, you know, those guys, they're probably making the team, but like, you got to look at the other guys. You know, this sucks for guys like Quan Baker, Lil Jordan Humphrey. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of guys like it, it got really hard all of a sudden to make this team at receiver. He, he, uh, e- even uh, Rashid Shahid, you know, it's like it, it's going to be a long shot it's for be these real guys. Hard. Yeah. He, here, I'm not, you know me, I'm not a film, I'm not a scheme guy. But here's my question. You got trips left. Go. trips left, trips left, trips left, Michael Thomas, Olave, Landry, trips left. And you got Kamara motioning out the backfield and going to the right. Cool Your defense, what are you doing? Like, the Saints are going to cook teams. Good teams that that are like don't have three to go three deep at corner. Good luck, gentlemen. Good luck. Oh, you want to play the dime? Okay, cool. We got Trevor Penning. He might not be too good at pass protection, but you know what? We're gonna road grade you to death when you play Good the times. nickel against us. Like this is amazing, Andrew. I'm a little scared though. The Saints literally took my off-season preview column of the Saints and were like, Tyron Matthew, check. Landry, check. Draft a receiver, check. You have to try. Like they, like I finally wrote one of these off-season free agency columns, and the Saints literally did every freaking thing I asked yeah, them yeah, well, to do. Well, that's do. the thing that was hilarious. Like we were panicking <laughs> about this off-season. We were talking I mean, about no, like the dude. Saints basically didn't do anything besides 
tr- make make a trade for an extra first round pick? Like, what are they doing? And they made all their noise kind of like during the draft and after. So they they kind of waited. But if you had told us, like, if they had signed Landry yeah. and Matthew, like in March before the draft, we we would like after the draft, we would have been like, this is the Mona Lisa. You'd be like, this Dude, is a freaking masterpiece it, offseason. If they had if they had just if they had made a call when the Deshaun Watson week happened, if they had like figured out early in the offseason, they're like, hey, we're interested. And Deshaun Watson was like, no, this is what I want. And the Saints are like, okay, cool. If they had just done all of this in the first week of free agency, Andrew, we would be euphoric. euphoric. We would have been, we would have been. Having parades, it would have been amazing. They just did it all in May, which yeah. is weird. It's but weird, don't but like it... I don't I don't hate the strategy. Like I, I I realize that part of this is just the cap constraints and they probably didn't want to unload. Yeah. Like there's a double benefit, right? The first one is if the guys are still available after the draft, you probably get them for cheaper than they originally yeah. wanted. So that they have to accept a lower deal. But also you know what your needs are better because the draft has happened and now you know at what spots you're desperate. And I, I, I honestly, I, I don't even think they're desperate at receiver. This is just an embarrassment of riches. But <laughs> but yeah, like you said, we would have been thrilled with this in March and in May it's even better. And, and I would ask you that, I would ask this question. Knowing that Godwin is coming back from a torn ACL, do the Saints have a better receiving crew than Tampa now? Oh God, yes, and, and he- that's insane. Like, think of Tampa had <laughs> Evans, Antonio Brown, and Godwin last year, and the, the Saints' best receiver was Callaway. I know. I was, you know, <laughs> like, you know what I was a, doing. A year uh, has changed the fortunes at that receiver room position. The, the, uh, we'll give people a peek behind the curtain today. I'm going to me and my wife and and Max. We're, we're we've been saving. It. We're doing our dream trip to Paris, France in June. So there's going to be like a ten day window where I'm going to be gone, and there's going to be no shows and nothing. So I was trying to figure out like what can I give the patrons while while I'm gone and on vacation. We're not going to have it. So I was planning out the itinerary like. So one of the things that Thomas came up with was I was listening to old shows and we're going to we're going to do like the best of 2022 and we're going to give you guys like to listen to some pre post game shows. And I was listening to the Tampa post game show after they won the nine to nothing. And we were just marveling because that was the first hundred yard game of the season. I think it was Callaway. He caught six for 112 and we were just laughing about it. And now the Saints are going to have this offense like. And this is a, this is a, this is a smart thing by the Saints. So, it, it being serious, Andrew, is that they have made it to where there's no excuse for Jameis. Like, if he's healthy, he better cook. Like, if if he if he comes out and he doesn't ball, I don't want to hear about no receivers. I don't want to hear it. Like, they have built an offense around him. Maybe it's not tailored perfectly towards him. But if he doesn't do amazing things and get a long-term deal from the Saints, like it's never happening for him, which is cool. Like they've they've given him every avenue to freaking succeed. Go get us a go get us a division championship, Jameis. Just saying. Oh yeah, no, they, they've supported him. They've armed him with weapons. And uh, you know what, Ralph? When you're gone and you're out of town, I'll tell you what podcast to run back. Run this one, all right? Jarvis <laughs> Landry on the Saints, and we've been clamoring for it. 
half the fan base were saying, hey, let's double down at receiver. Well, we didn't need to because Landry is on the team. Go Tigers. And you can go ahead and play this podcast. Run this one again. Go uh, Tigers. Go know, Tigers. Also, go Tigers. Also, uh, you know, we'll see if Dave and I can record some live stuff while you're going. Here, here's, here's the thing. We made, a, we made a joke when the Saints signed Jameis that they chased Deshaun Watson, chased Deshaun Watson. And then I think you made the, the joke that Mickey Loomis did the booty call and was like, Jameis, you up, boo? And that's how it got done. Was this like a reverse booty call, though? Was it not the Saints making the call to Landry? Was it Landry calling the Saints to be like, hey, you awake? That, 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 that crappy offer that you made for the train? Is, is it still available? I mean, I just, wonder, like, I just wonder if Teron Matthew played a part in this. If oh, Matthew's like, I, dude, I'm a saint. Like, let's run it back. Like, let's let's go. Yeah, hundred like, percent. New oh, Orleans 100%. boys, like, dude, dream come true. I'm a saint. Hundred like, percent. Don't you want this, Jarvis? Yeah, and like, the thing is with Jarvis Landry, it's like uh, that pitch. That's a, that's a good point by you. Like, the only other team that was kind of maybe interested in him was Baltimore, and I could see Teron Matthew being like, dude, Saints. It's the organization's great, dude. Lamar Jackson, he don't throw to nobody. Like, that's Baltimore. That's where receivers go to die, dude. Get down here with Jameis, dude. Get down here with your boy. Let's do it. And Jarvis Sanders is like, all right, one-year deal. Let's go. I, I mean, listen, if you're not excited for the season now, like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, the Saints have done every freaking thing we want them to do. Because you're, if you're a patron, you're listening to the show, Andrew. But I'm just telling people, sign up at the $12 annual level. Get yourself your Smoke Monday t-shirt and get ready for training camp the best way you know how. I can't Look, believe the it. Thing, the thing is, it's like like this could be a bust, right? Could like, be. Jar- Jarvis Landry, he might be done. and He might not be. But it's just more buffer. Like if Michael Thomas doesn't come back for his in- from his injury or if Olave yeah. is not quite ready yet or Taysom doesn't work out at tight end. Uh, it just gives them one more weapon offensively where you're not stuck throwing five, you know, eight targets to Traquan Smith in a game or something ridiculous. So, yeah. Um, and they're going to need this true. when Kamara's out, too, you know? <laughs> it's right. And that way, when we have the dreaded Michael Thomas has had a setback, like at the beginning of July, we can be like, oh, okay, it's cool. It's cool. We'll see how, we're, like, it, like we'll you say, binge, it just we'll gives them. to Jarvis Landry, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, like, all these receivers they have, they can't possibly all be bad. Like, it's, they're going to have a couple, and I just love <laughs> it. You know, like, like the Saints didn't have a dude catch 50 passes last year. Now we're talking about, is Callaway going to make the team? Are they going to trade? Are they going to trade Deontay Hardy? Like, they, they are an embarrassment. Like, teams are now going to be like, when the Saints cut a receiver, we're going to claim that dude. Because our receivers suck. Like the, like the Bears, their receivers are an embarrassment. They're going to be like, probably call the Saints, be like, look, Mickey, whichever one you're going to cut, we'll give you a seventh round pick. Because we don't, we just, yeah. you know, because our receivers are trash. But this is amazing. Happy Friday, everybody. And, and, and Andrew, I was just thinking as I woke up from my nap, I was like, I got to talk to Thomas. I got to see what are we going to talk about? The Saints, the offseason news. It's kind of slow to a crawl. It gets, you know, we get really ridiculous and fun in the offseason, but we got to build a rundown. No, 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 no. Saints took care of it again. Thank you, Saints, for giving us news. Go Tigers. So, whew, the, the Saints, they signed Jarvis Landry, make our dreams come true, cure Andrew of the Rona. I mean, 
what more do you want on a Friday? So pretty good Friday the 13th, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's pretty good. Go say go Saints, Max. Go Saints. That's right. So for Andrew, for Max, I'm Ralph. We will see you on the live stream Monday night. Be there. It's going to be freaking amazing. Who dad? Go Tigers. Let's go. Go Tigers. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.